Thanks for joining us again, Jared and myself, with something a little bit different this time, Jared. Going for a uh, sort of a playoff bracket type of setup mm. uh, with slasher films. So we're going to bust through. We've got a Western Conference and a fucking Eastern Conference, and we'll break it down to a sort of a finals bracket, and then we might come back for a second episode of the finals. Now, can I just ask how you broke it into West, Eastern Conference, Western Conference? Uh, you did mention you had some notes. I had some, I had some notes drafted three years ago, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> so, okay. so, so there's no background, there's no criteria. I was oh, fair to say we're winning this. Yeah. So if people think it's I a mean, look, we'll say, we can say it was well planned, we just can't prove that it was no, well planned. No, well, point. no, no one wants to check out the papers for this episode. <laughs> You, you're currently in the office putting it through a shredder. <laughs> no, what I can tell you is if you go into your bathroom and roll a couple of sheets <laughs> off your toilet roll, <laughs> I think that's pretty much the papers. Right. It's good to know, though, that we've got a working mic. Yes. This week. Problem so solved. Back. Problem solved. Until you jam the cord through another one. <laughs> should only be another yeah, couple of weeks, I think. For that shit. All right, before we do that, though, we'll do a quick whip round. Okay, because obviously when we're winging it, things seem to go a little bit quicker than they're expected to. So, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Yes. Well, I think it's pretty easy to guess based on our last episode. Full moon features. Yeah. <laughs> well, specific full moon features. So, we did trances, obviously. And you couldn't get enough, I heard. I finished the series since the last <laughs> time we spoke. <laughs> so, I did 1.5 and then 2 through 6. Okay, talk me through them. 1.5. 1.5 is it really right. just an extension of It was one? just a, it was just like a... Just basically just a 20, stuff that they... Uh, just like a 20, 25-minute movie, basically tacked onto the first one. Uh-huh. Same same characters. It's it's Tim Thomason, Helen Hunt, and the young girl that plays Mick Nolte. Oh, yeah. Yep. So it was all right. It was pretty good. Trances 2 I also enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Again... Similar people, just a bit of a rehash, but similar people in there, similar things going on. It was like six years later or something. Yeah, it was quite some time. Trances 3, you start to slip a little bit. Okay. 3 through 5, well, 3 started to slip, 4 and 5 took even more of a dip, but they were enjoyable enough because there was a bit of an army of darkness. There was obviously a bit of an like army of darkness kind of feel to them. Yeah. Where he's back in, honestly... There were some big issues because I couldn't tell whether it was back in the past or another dimension or whatever the fuck was going on, but it had that kind of feel to it that he was in castles and yep. fucking sorcerers and all this sort of shit. It was Full Moon's Romanian period. They were <laughs> yeah. shot back to back with the <laughs> yeah. same actors. Right, right, right. Um, the same in, castles as five other Well, I said, I was sitting there going, that was in subspecies. <laughs> like, that, that said he was in subspecies. I'm pretty sure that's Radu's castle. I'm pretty sure. It's, yeah. Part six, Ugh. absolute stinker. It was. It was recent. Awful. No, no, it was like two thousand. It was like two thousand and two, I think, or maybe even a bit, bit earlier. Had we lost Thomason by then? Shocker. Yes. I mean, I think they we, stitched yeah. together. They they stitched together <laughs> a conversation. <laughs> a conversation. Is this like the Bruce using, Lee thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they stitched together a conversation using shots of Thomason and dialogue of Thomason from the previous movies. So someone sit there going, Jack, I've got to bring you down the line. And you hear Thomas there going, ah, you know, shit. And it's like all stitched together from previous conversations, previous movies. Yeah. And then they have like a stand-in that they're shooting in shadow when he's laying on the 
on the slab that they, you know in the first one they put him on the yeah. on the slab and inject him and then he goes down the line or whatever. So it's a Thomason lookalike that they, they never show the face. It's just a bloke in that jacket. Yeah. But the the girl, the, the lead actress, I think her name was Zeke Zet Sullivan or something like that. Didn't do a lot of movies and it's not uh, really that hard why. to see why because uh, she was really bad. And that's saying a lot. As you get down. The lead villain, this this uh, male lead villain who's in it quite briefly, probably worse. He was shocking. Not a shred of Karis armor to be seen <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> well, they don't have that in Romania. <laughs> no, no, well, this one, I don't think this one was back in America. At this point. Oh, really? But yeah, it was. Shit. Well, it was search, also, search for Karis armor for God's sake. It was also really mixed up. It didn't have any of the look. It looked like someone had just walked out with a video camera and not done any lighting or anything like Just fucking started shooting, which is possibly what, what happened. But story was all muddled, was boring, was. Yeah, so. Part six was an absolute shocker, but one through three, good times. On par with the Terminator. Good fun. Uh, when we get to the, you know, Terminator 3 and 4, possibly. <laughs> yeah. When we get to Genesis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else did we get in? The only other thing I watched, well, sorry, I, uh, me, and, uh, me and Maddie actually went to a bad movie bingo screening last night <clears throat> of Troll 2. Nice. So watch Troll 2 again, which was a good experience. It was one of those sort of out loud ones, so there was people shouting out the lines along with it and stuff like that, which was good fun. And then on the back of that, I jumped onto and had another look, had another look at um, Best Worst Movie, yeah. which is actually a really – it's quite a good, good little doco yeah. because it goes into it, but it also shows – I mean, the scenes of the director getting upset when all the actors are going, well, we didn't have scripts and stuff like that. The director's at the same thing in the audience sitting there going, oh, you don't remember shit and all this sort of stuff. Like, he's really filthy and still goes from this angle of it's a really good movie, whereas the George Hardy stuff, I mean, the guy's the guys was great to follow because he's just a bit goofy. He's fucking lovable. Well, he like a he's, dentist or something? Yeah, he's a dentist, but he's, he's goofy and lovable and he's kind of the life of the party. And they show him going to conventions which he's, and screenings, which he's loving at first, but at the end of it, you know, he's, he's at a horror convention. He's going, oh, this is sick. This stuff is awful. I'm like, oh, I've got to get out of here. And, all this <laughs> and he kind of tires of it. He kind of tires of it. And there's another one where they take him to England and there's no one there for the Troll 2 stuff. And he's walking around. He's talking to the bloke from Dukes of Hazzard going, oh, I was in a movie called Troll 2. <laughs> oh, God. And all this sort of stuff. So it's kind of... It's got this vibe of it's great to see this guy kind of get this little moment in the sun, but how? And how then it kind of wore him down. Yeah, it's so, it sort of wears him down. Want. But then they go to the end. They said, if if they made another troll movie, would you be in it? And without a fucking moment of hesitation, he's like, yes, I would absolutely do it. Do it again. It's actually a, a neat little look at, at at the movie and kind of the fandom and stuff like the screenings that are still going on. So, I I actually really enjoy the doco. Okay. Is that you? That was it. That was it. That was everything. Yeah. Really good slate there. A good slate. Very good slate. <laughs> very good slate. You told me you didn't have time for Top Gun Maverick, but you had time for fucking Troll well, 2. Well, I and, didn't. Uh, I didn't. Trances, all the trances. I was on a resort, so I had access to I had access to, to <laughs> streaming. I had access to all the full moon I could, I, I could want, but I didn't have access to, to Maverick. Oh, actually, sorry, I had one more. What? I watched the Matrix Resurrections on the plane back. Matrix Resurrection. Matrix Resurrection. Oh, yeah, the new one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How was that? Uh, it wasn't awful. I didn't love it. I probably wouldn't. I mean, I didn't see it in cinemas for this reason. I just found 
two and three were just... I mean, whatever people want to say, whatever the, the people involved in the movie want to say about how, you know, we're not looking deep enough and, and we're too shallow as audiences, it just bored the shit out of me, both of them. They were lengthy and they were just boring. And that's a, that's a crime. Whether, you, whether you're telling me it's deep or not, you've got to have me engaged. Yeah. So I might have missed something. And, and also, but, fellas, but regardless, you, you guys you guys put together the original, which was deep and engaging. Yes, and correct. And you somehow managed to fucking fluff it. Yeah. I, I can't, I hate it when filmmakers come out and say, oh, you missed stuff. I'm like, yeah, that, I probably did. I probably do miss some of the subtext. I guarantee you did. <laughs> but you've got to keep me engaged and wanting to fucking dig a little deeper. And Matrix 2 and 3, I just, I nah. can't stand them. So, yes. I wasn't overly pumped. Early on, the early going, it was all right, but it was another, it was two and a half hours. Oh. And it gets into a lot of outside the Matrix again. You know, we spend a bit of time outside the Matrix with with some of the characters, and I just, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that that stuff as much. Yeah. How's um, Keanu though? Keanu's usual, good just as him. always. Her, him and Carrie, Carrie Ann Moss were very enjoyable. Mostly, I thought the cast was good. Jessica Henwick, I'm a big fan of her, so mm. I, I thought it was great to see her in in there getting getting a big role. But I just, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think the time is gone with the Matrix. I don't it's know if I can say like the Terminator. You know these yeah. these these franchises have met their their end. Yeah, and it was starting. It was forming this whole thing about you know they're talking about how they're, they're it's a lot of meta stuff about bringing back the Matrix series. They're they're doing it in the in the movie, and they initially it's quite interesting. But as it as it continues to go along, again, I just kind of. My interest in it just kept petering out. Yeah. So I couldn't I couldn't say rush out and watch it. I won't. I won't be. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, I was scarred by the two sequels. Because the first one is such a good movie. Yeah. And it, it feels a bit like the original Matrix was kind of time and place, you know? Yeah. It, it hit at the perfect time uh, yep. and it delivered. And then the sequels just took it too far. And as I said, I think these things run out of steam and... I know people would argue, well, what about Top Gun Maverick? You know, it's the total opposite. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's not a franchise. It was a single film that got a sequel. Yeah. I just felt like this one did feel like, and they were making commentaries of it in the movie, but this one really did feel feel like to me it was just dusted off to, to cash in. Yeah. And I know they're talking about it in the movie. They're trying to make the commentary. Especially with Keanu kind of... Coming back into the spotlight. Yeah, you know? and some of that worked. Some of it did work, but as I said, the interest level just just waned. Yeah, and it was similar. I found similar issues to the to the previous two. Not on that scale. No, but I did find similar issues where I just I was struggling to find something to latch onto and remain interested in. Okay, I went for some slightly different fare initially. We got a little bit nostalgic, and we watched Field of Dreams. Young Ray Liotta, obviously with his recent puffy. Uh, I kind of love that movie. I hadn't seen it in ages. It's really, really good. Mm. Uh, we all, well, then followed that up with, I don't know why, but this was my wife's choice. And I actually don't remember seeing this. It was Forever Young. Mm. It was Pre-Sugar yep. Tits, Smell Gibson. <laughs> and I believe it was directed by Steve Miner. Friday the 13th alum. It was, Steve yeah. Miner. Not bad. Not bad. Jamie Lee Curtis is also in it. Not bad. I saw Hustle. 
The new Adam Sandler basketball movie. Mm -hmm. Really good. Meaning to check that out. Really good. This is where Sandler needs to stay. He can do dramatic parts with a little bit of comedy. That's where he should be. And, yeah, Uncut Gems was another example of that. He was really good in Uncut Gems. And Mm. I think this is where he he should stay now and steer clear of playing sort of socially awkward idiots and things like <laughs> Give <Gibby> Halloween <laughs> and Co. Because I think that sort of might have run its course. Yeah. Uh, for him. Uh, I found a slasher movie on Tubi that I hadn't seen in a long time called Hide and Go Shriek. Strangely enough, it's not in the bracket. <laughs> it's not in this, this bracket. Can't slot it in as a wild card, a play-in <laughs> tournament. I can't get it in the play-in tournament. Mm. It's not a very good film, unfortunately. But it's there on Tubi if you ever want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. See that's, that's stumble into it when I've exhausted the full moon section. Take a while. And the last one for me was a Netflix film that came on only about a week ago called See For Me. Mm-hmm. And initially I didn't know what it was, but I sort of caught a snippet of it when I sort of hung a hovered over it and it looked okay. And it was 90 minutes long and, you know, me and the wife just said, all right, well, yeah, it's a thriller, we'll give it a go. And the initial premise is kind of silly. It's basically this girl is blind and she's sort of house-sitting, mm. cat-sitting for a lady who owns a fairly palatial home out in the far enough away so the police can't get there in time. Yeah. <laughs> and what she uses is she always uses her... When she gets to these places, she calls a friend of hers and they use FaceTime and he, he helps her walk around the house, Yep. get the feel for it. But they have a bit of a falling out and it's an interesting little plot point. I won't sort of mention it here, but they have a bit of a falling out, and so she she locks herself out of the house, and she uses an app that her mum had given her called See For Me, and what it is is you press on it, and you basically get put through to somebody who becomes your eyes, if you want it. Mm. And she gets paired with this ex-military veteran, and then that night, three blokes try and break into the house to, to rob the joint. They don't realise she's there. And so what she does is rings the see for me girl and starts going, you need to help me. And once that happens and things start to ramp up, the movie's fucking awesome. Mm. Like, it's a really cool premise and it really works well, the way they have that kind of her acting as her eyes. And it was it was really, really good. Surprised the shit out of me. I, I didn't expect go. much from it at all. So check that one out. I will. I'm, I, uh, I can just state this right now. I'm not hiring blind <laughs> Blind fucking day house sitters. I'll never go away. Because <laughs> that seems like a strange thing to do. Mm, okay. It's funny, though. Like, those those are legit. Um, those apps and things are legit. Yeah, yeah. Things that so are, it's a really cool... Now, so it's it's a, good... a really cool premise to sort of work with. Yeah. And as I said, taking away the fact that... And I thought, and as I said to my wife, I felt it would have been better that she was doing the house sitting with, like, a, a, a carer or a friend. And then when the break-in happens, the friend is killed or whatever, and she's on her own. That would have felt more legitimate. But overall, I kind of let that go. I let the initial sort of premise go and just went with it, and it's really good. All right, that's everything for me too. Excellent. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll start getting into the, the slasher movie playoff bracket, Jared. Back in a sec.
slasher movie playoffs, Jared. I've broken it down into conferences. It's the top 24. Okay. We're going to whittle it down. We're going to start on the Western Conference side. Okay. Mm. So basically we're going to whittle them down to the top sort of three. And same with the Eastern Conference. And then what we'll do is we'll put them into the final. Okay. And that, that, that can be a separate episode. Might have to dig right. a little bit deeper into that one because you know that's where the cream of the crop's at. All right, the first the first playoff bracket. An interesting pairing, Jared. The burning against the prowler. Hmm. Thoughts. Talk to me. Oh, this is a tough one. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the prowler in a few years, to be honest. My inclination is to go for the burning because of the effects, for one. And I think regardless of, I mean, the, the, the both of the killers are, are sort of quite solid, quite solid outfits, yeah. quite memorable kind of looks to them. But Cropsy's got a sort of cultural element to it mm. that it's it goes beyond that movie. It's not just... Yeah, that that whole Cropsy legend is something that's been around for years. Yeah, and I also enjoy. I mean, it's hard to get over the, the George Costanza getting around, getting around summer camp in a pair of tight shorts and, <laughs> and a full head hair. <laughs> full head hair. Um, so. Okay, let me let me counter. I'm going to just give you a slight counter. I'm not going. To, I, I mean, I think we obviously both throw our hands up with a vote, but I think the Prowler's got better effects. That's yeah, that's my that's, opinion, and, and more brutal. I mean, that fucking bayonet both, through that guy's scone is yeah. fucking unbelievable. They're both quite good. Yes, they're both quite good. So I'll probably give the prowler points for that as well. What I also I, like, the, sorry to cut in, but I also like the the whole the time yes jump elements. Yes, of the and I also like the whole he's wearing that kind of gas mask sort of face, and he says yeah. to her, "Be my, uh, you know, be my rose or whatever." And gives yeah, her, like, it's creepy shit, but. Would have, would have worked better if he had poems. Poetry would have worked better. Yes, it'll happen thrice. <laughs> yeah, true. No, no, no. You know what the problem is with the Prowler, and this is why I'm going to give this particular five-game series to the Burning, is the Prowler loses steam at the end and then has that ridiculous shit about that guy who's been bayoneted and he's been hanging in the shower for fucking two days. <laughs> yeah. And he suddenly comes to life <laughs> with no fucking explanation, if I remember correctly, as to what that was. Yeah, that could be uh, that could be seen as a you would give points for that. That's like that's a, that that means you've got a very short bench. So you're saying this is, this is <laughs> you're saying this is a five five game series, a gentleman's sweep. This is definitely going all the way to five. It's a five gamer. Five gamer. So are we best of sevens or are we best? Oh, no, of five? Okay, so we're best of seven. This you're is going this seven, is seven games. Game. Oh, I'd say seven six. Games. Six. Six. <laughs> I think it's going seven, and that's where yeah, you know, a guy coming to life two days later. <laughs> that's what cost yeah. you the game. Yeah, that's a two for eighteen effort. <laughs> yeah. You have shot like a busted fucking ass in that game, like, and also the Prowler's got a shorter bench. Yeah, you know the Burning can rely on George Costanza, <laughs> Fisher Stevens, and Co. Yeah, yeah. Okay, better, better shooting guard rotation. 
Does uh, what's the? I keep forgetting his name. Oh mate, the keeps pestering women. In the oh, room. Fucking Glazer. Glazer. Does he get a fucking suspension or something? Oh yeah, yeah. he's like Charles Oakley. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> elbows and shit. But, um, yeah. So look, the, the burning gets the dosh there. Yeah, I think I would have to have to agree. Okay, hang on. Do I we have a pen or something? <laughs> oh, I need to keep track of this. I didn't bring any notes. <laughs> Honestly, what are we doing here? You know, I turned up. I require certain things. Okay, so the burning gets it done in seven over the prowler and moves into the next round. Sorry, I am now. I have all the required accoutrements to continue. Just re <laughs> reforming your notes there. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Okay, this is this a bit is a of a... Fucking, I mean, this is a fucking chewing gum and chicken wire <laughs> operation. Yeah. Second second set of this to the Western Conference playoffs, Friday the 13th, part six, versus April Fool's Day. Mm. I think this is a four-game sweep. Yeah, for me it is. Four-game sweep. Friday the 13th, part six, is just great fun. April Fool Day, Fool's Day has its moments, but I think it's it's reliant on a... On a twist that is excellent, and it's it's worthwhile. It's something different. Still stands out as pretty unique in the genre. But Friday the Thirteenth Part Six has iconic slasher, well directed, well written, yeah. some humour, some good kills. It's a sweep. It's a four game. Easy, easy four game sweep. Yeah. Blew them out of the park with three point shooting. Yeah. Uh, look, April Fool's Day is still very worth, very watchable, and worth watching. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy it, but totally different ball game, totally different class level there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, on to the next one. Prom night from eighty one. Mm-hmm. Prom night versus my bloody Valentine from eighty one. Mm. I'm interested to hear your your feelings on this. Four one, game sweep. <laughs> Four game sweep with ease. Yeah. I mean, prom night. Look, prom night has its. I'm not going to even say it has its moments. It's kind of a little bit cheap, Jack. Yeah. Prom night. Yep. But it does have a young Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. And it does have a couple of sequences near the end that I think are really well done. Yeah. It also has one of the most grotesque dancing scenes ever. Yeah. Committed to celluloid. That's what I was going to say. That, I mean, that's that's the only thing that My Bloody Valentine is missing, a fucking 10-minute dance sequence and Paul Zaza's <laughs> fucking prop <Prom> night. night. <laughs> Everything is, is all right. All right. And then, but then up against My Bloody Valentine, which has an iconic killer, those awesome rose the red violets are blue type of things. The sheriff. The sheriff. The, the mayor. The mayor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Over the top acting. <laughs> yes. Some fantastic kills, and we're talking the uncut version here, but some fantastic kills in it. Just some really good stuff. Bloody Valentine's one of those dark horses here yeah. for me. Like, it's a real quality act. Yeah. So I mean, Paul Zaza did score... Did do the music for both of them, didn't he? But unfortunately, my bloody Valentine didn't have that particular tune for ten minutes of our runtime. <laughs> yeah, they were they were fucking they were so, pulling together. So that was a short run. Bad. That was a ten minute run where they've they've, they've closed the gap, but ultimately lost the game anyway. So yeah. it's a four four gamer easily. So so far into the next bracket, we've got the burning Friday six and bloody Valentine. <clears throat> Fair next film on the agenda. Now, this one's an interesting one because it's an 80s slasher against a new one. Mm. Friday the 13th, part four, against Happy Death Day. Hmm. 
This is a... I'm going to say this is a seven game. This is two really good teams duking it out. Happy Death Day is the scrappy underdog. Correct. Because I... But it's got the the MVP, you know, because it's got that plot hook that is so cool. Yeah. That it kind of it's it's hard not to, it's hard to go past it. Yeah, and it's it ultimately does really well with with the idea. Yeah, I would probably. I mean, I've got to go to Friday Part Four. We've spoken before that Friday Part Four is the first one, and and probably even though I like Part Six better, yeah. Part Four is probably the one that puts it all together. It's the most complete package of what you expect in a summer camp slash the the, the genre that Friday put together. Mm. The added bonus of I think the the child protagonist works really well, and it's a kind of avatar for for young horror fans and shit like that. So yeah, I mean it's got the whole package. And Happy Death Day, I I really love that one, and it probably would have beaten. I mean, if, you, if that goes against Prom Night, it's oh. <laughs> I'm walking through to the second round. Correct. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's drawn one of the better slashes from the big big three. I think I would suggest it's a it's a buzzer beating game seven. It's tight. And it's Friday 4. And you know what the, the deciding factor for me is? The gore. Part 4's special effects are fucking awesome. Mm. Still, today, like you can watch it again and just go, Jesus Christ. Mm. You know, Happy Death Day is a PG-rated slasher. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of dulled down on that front. But it's a really good film, and you're right. In a lot of a lot of the other brackets, it would have walked through. So Friday four gets the numbers, gets the gets the chocolates. Chocolates there, yep. Yeah. Next one on the agenda. Ooh, this one is a romp, but <laughs> it is a romp. Yeah, it is. Nineteen ninety six's Scream <laughs> against Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, it's it's no contest. They barely turned up. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Deadly Lights. The fucking bus broke down on the way to the, the Coliseum. Yeah. And, Look, um, I found more things to like about that movie as as time goes on, and I do kind of chuck it on every every Christmas season now, have another look giggle. at it for a bit of a giggle. And, but I mean, it's a it's a walk in the park. Yeah. Scream, Scream is an iconic slasher, a top top notch. Scream's got all the stuff that you could want from those sort of things, but it's also clever. It was yeah. a, funny, it, well written. Impact on the impact on the genre as a whole, yeah. like it's yeah. So I'm not deadly night. Kids right and giggles. <laughs> I'm for part two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, part two's got all the best parts of part one and, and garbage yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, one of the worst performances in horror movie history. <laughs> But the fucker, yeah. The, the, but the problem with Silent Night Deadly Night is it like like a lot, a lot of those sort of lower tier ones. It kind of caused a bit of controversy to make it interesting. Yeah. It's not a particularly well uh, written or directed film. It's at the kind end of, of the like day, cheap jacks sort of stuff again. It's right in the box of the exploitation elements of the genre. It's yeah. trying to find a hook that would court the controversy. It's then just filling the screen with fucking. Stupidity. Stupidity. It's just splatter. And, yeah, as I said, I found a few more things to like about it. I find the angle of the the whole nuns and that sort of shit brings brings some amusing elements about (laughs) commentary on about religions religions kind of partying Christmas and all this sort of shit. If you want to see Santa Claus get fucking whooped by a fucking small child, (laughs) (laughs) it's the movie for you. It's the movie for you. 
But yeah, given that I've got a fucking ghost face tattoo on my arm, I think it's pretty I clear. It's a fair, <laughs> fair assessment that we've moved on with Scream. Yeah. It's an easy win. Easy. Uh, you know, Scream, you barely got out of your starting five. Like, you know, those guys did the job. Oh, they didn't break a sweat before the bench came on <laughs> fucking, for mop-up duty. The bench was on by the end of the fucking... By mid-third quarter, the bench was empty. Now, to finish out the Western Conference, we've got an interesting one, and, and one that I think is, is also quite tight. Terror Train mm-hmm. from 81 against Halloween 4. Yeah, I don't find this one as tough. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it's a fucking rock? Getting it done in six? No, they're probably, yeah, it's probably a five or six game, but it's decided for me on the balance that this particular slasher, Michael Myers, is one of my favourite. Yeah. And I think this was, although it is not within a, well, we don't want to go talking about comparing it to other movies yet, but it's, it's one of the better sequels without being an absolute cracker. Mm. It just picks out things from the original that were done well and tries to emulate them, but it does so in a pretty reasonable fashion. Yeah, for the most part, it's got... It's got a super heavy Donald Pleasance. It's got a super heavy Donald Pleasance. It's got... I mean, the parts that I didn't like, again, the, the part that I didn't like with The Preacher, I've been turned around on that. Uh, Joe Bob's Joe Bob's, Joe Bob's, Bob's got a ten minute breakdown of that just to completely turn me around on that scene, but it also has shit. Earl. <laughs> it's holes to I get a laugh out of it every time. Um, it's got Danielle Harris, yes, who is uh, you know in that particular movie. Again, I, I sort of found that worked really well. The child protagonist and the relationship with the. the stepsister and all that sort of stuff, So, or the adopted sister and whatever. I can't even remember now, but it's it's Halloween 4 for me. Oh, yeah. Comfortably. Yeah, look, Terror Train's got some things I like. I love the train, the idea of being on the train. Yes. Um, I love the killer that changes costumes. Yep. And, again, Jamie Lee Curtis was still churning these things out. Yeah. And they were still all right. Like, you know, of... Of all the ones she she did back then, I think Prom Night's probably a lowest tier. Yeah, yeah. But Terror Train's Terror got Train's moments. Good. It's yeah. got moments. It's pretty well directed. And the whole idea of the, the, the changing the costume yeah. sort of thing is, is a good one. Hide and Go Shriek had that too, but the thing was he was dressed up as a woman too. <laughs> uh, things were getting a little bit ahead there. But right. I think I think you're right. I think um, Halloween 4 does the job. I, I, I really enjoy Halloween 4, and I think part of it is that it takes that concept and that Halloween template and it does it pretty damn well, I think, mm. by the end of it. And we've had this conversation before. There's some people who don't like it at all. They yeah. It really boring. Yep. Yeah, totally, totally opposite there. But I can see parts of that. Like, I can understand. It, yeah, I mean, there's an argument to be made that it's a little bit uninspired, the, 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 the yeah. idea of just copying what works for the first one. That's the slasher genre in a nutshell, and I think that it's uh, if you're doing it successfully, then then you earn a few points for that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so first through the first round on the Western Conference side, the Burning Friday Six, My Bloody Valentine Friday Four, Scream, and Halloween Four. Over to the Eastern Conference first round, <clears throat> straight out of the gate, 1978's Halloween versus <laughs> Madman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, do we need to say anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the use of blue lighting. That man- <laughs> sorry, sorry, fuck. All right, Halloween shit. Right. Halloween, 
Halloween plays its bench players for the whole match I and mean, still with me. See, this is why these things don't go as long as planned because we end up matching Halloween against Oh, I was going to say. I haven't got much to say about that. I didn't have a note. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Yeah, okay, look. How <laughs> do you expect to get more than 10 seconds out of me Bad Bad has got nothing to offer. Look, there's not a lot of these movies. I mean, even Mad Men, I, I hesitate to say that I dislike it, but I'm fucking baffled by the longevity. Yeah, of I the, know. The and the fact that they're that talking about popular. a sequel, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I'll watch the sequel. Oh, <laughs> of course. What do you take me for? I mean, I've, I've seen Mad I think well, I've seen I've Mad seen about 10 times. Yeah, I think I'm up to four or five at least. And every time I think, why did I watch it again? <laughs> because I just didn't find anything more. I mean,. If you I think could I've have... stated that if I'm looking to find something positive, I'm looking silver linings. I don't mind the way that Madman Mars looks. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> he looks oh, fucking gosh, ridiculous. <laughs> he looks ridiculous, <laughs> and th- those fucking Hobbit feet that he seems to have. Yeah, but I could go with that. I mean, if I saw a bloke with holding feet out in the wild, I'd be scared. Oh, yeah, look, the whole, the problem with Madman, and fuck, okay, we're getting off track here. The simple fact is, everybody, Halloween would you fall? Fucking roll through. Roll straight through. I mean, it's historic numbers. It's a four-game blowout every game by about 50 points. I mean, this is a fucking training run for Halloween. Yeah. But (laughs) what happens with Madman is, the, the 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 genuine scariness you could have had there because yeah. what I think they they did because they were a cheap sort of film, it has that kind of grainier, less polished look, yeah. which out in those nighttime areas in the forest could have worked well, but they just drench it in that blue bullshit and fucking. And then Madman, every time we see him, he goes... Ugh. Well, I was just about to say, just I think like, um, Halloween would be a significantly worse picture if every time Michael. you saw through a window, you'd hear... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I'm still trying see. to work out what that, that hot tub sequence where they're yeah, doing yeah. circles and then after some sexy music and then Madman Mars going... Yeah. And but not that, once does somebody <laughs> go, what the fuck is that noise? <laughs> What noise? <laughs> I mean, there's something outside the window. Is that your stomach or is it a fucking deranged hillbilly? <laughs> yeah. Money's on the hillbilly, I'm Yeah, Mad Man's got problems. Yeah, he's got a few problems. Mad Man's playing with a college team. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's a college team who, who are doing a... a a ten state you know, tune up tournament before yeah, yeah the the, yeah, the we numbers. We need an extra team. There's a college team down the road. Should we rope him in? Yeah, give him a call. Who should we put him against? Oh the fucking best team in the call. Yeah. yeah. Against the team that went eighty two and 0 in the regular season. We'll chuck him against there. Okay. So Halloween straight through. That was a longer conversation than I expected, expected. for that one. I guess when you're talking about Madman you can you can drag it out a little bit. Okay, this one's an interesting one. It's a nineties smack, a nineties showdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Urban Legend against I know what you did last summer. I'm going to say that Urban Legend gets it done. Gets mm. it done in five for me because yeah. my recollections of rewatching Knowing What You Did Last Summer were horrendous. I I really 
fell fell back on that quite badly. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Well, this is an interesting one because I think Urban Legend, last time we watched it, was better than I'd given it credit for. And I know it did last summer. I think roundly, even though I wasn't as down on it as you were, I think we roundly acknowledged that it wasn't that good. No. <laughs> no, no. no, no. We roundly acknowledged that there were some fucking ridiculous parts of it. Yeah. And yes, it was not that good. Okay, so out of the box, both really good premises. Yes. Two two of the better hooks for horror movies. Yep. I feel like Urban Legends, I still look at that as a real missed chance. Because I it felt been like better. some of the legends that they had on offer to use, they didn't use. Some of the ones that they did use weren't used as well as they could No, then they weren't used properly. Yeah. I will give the opening one a lot of credit. I think that one's fantastic. The whole, there's someone in the back seat. Mm-hmm. I think that really works well. Although, Brad DeRiff, you stuttering fucking idiot. <laughs> Loosen your tongue up. <laughs> Write a note. Yeah, yeah. There is someone in the back seat. Yeah, I uh, (laughs) handed over with the fucking bill. And quite, Jared, I went. (laughs) I went to a service station just on the way over here, and it was fucking brightly lit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it had a convenience store in it. Yeah, install install a couple of lights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. That's a big downer for Urban Legend for me. Also, Robert Englund is not just... <laughs> Can I help you with anything? <laughs> I mean, you talk about... Like ham, ham it up. You often talk about ham. This is a fucking large... This is a... You've bought the whole leg with this one. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a full pig on a spit yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I think the killer in... I know what you did last summer looks better. Yeah. And I think it still does have some really good scenes in it. I think... Yeah. Probably not the crabs in the boot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the, the fucking quick, quick clean artist <laughs> comes five minutes after it's been there. I mean, fucking... David <laughs> Copperfield couldn't pull that off. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to pull the crabs out and they're all attached to me, I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, shit! <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. so and a witness stupid. tells the cops, I saw this bloke in a black trench coat running off with some crabs attached to him. <laughs> I still think, I think oh, that shit. it ultimately doesn't doesn't uh, do the best with the premise. Again, no, it, bo- it actually it botches, botches it. the ending. It's too kind of down the line. Although, as we said, we both read the book and the book's not... You can see the book coming a fucking mile. Yeah, but the book at least keeps it in the group. Yeah. And And the book doesn't have anything like I got a letter that actually deals with that character a little better. Yes. The book is a little better fleshed out. Yeah. But the reason why I go with Urban Legend is A, it's a better cast than I remember it. Yep. Jared Leto, Josh Jackson. Michael Rosenbaum, yep. Daniel Harris, uh, Robert Eklund. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop there. Stop at Daniel Harris. It's a very deep cast, and I just think it has a bit more fun. Yeah, sorry, it does. Kara reads in that too, and it does have a few more scenes that are a little better than I recall. I mean, they've both got they're both very up and down in that regard. Like, I still think 
the kind of chase with Sarah Michelle Geller in in He's um, good. in I know he did last time was pretty good. I mean I I revel in fucking Ryan Felipe's douchebaggery. <laughs> yeah, true. You do revel, well. revel in that douchebaggery. But I think, look, controversial, but you're probably right. I think. Get to Darren six. Probably let's say. better. Six games, six games. Probably you better. Know. Which is tough to say. But you probably. I know right. I did last summer, grabs a game back, a couple of games back at home, but it doesn't get the job done. Yeah? Fair enough. All right, so Urban Legend in. <laughs> Okay, the next one. The original Friday the 13th against Friday the 13th, part five. I don't know why I picked part five here. Maybe it's because I felt it was a dark horse, a smoky, a smoky chock full of fucking 400 kills. And well, it's probably good that, you, probably good that you used to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be wrong here too. Oh, yeah, look, no doubt. Part five, I don't like at all. <laughs> what, the fuck? what the fuck's it doing here? Okay, I'm going to be open and honest. This was a typo. <laughs> We've got a team in the fucking playoffs. It's not supposed to be there. As I said, I lost my notes. I think it was meant to be part two. But unfortunately... (laughs) Can we fucking lodge a protest and get number two reinstated? No, no, part five is in. (laughs) I should be anywhere near this. Do you want to launch a protest and put Tomato in there? You don't don't have any other Friday the 13th. I know. But but you put the one in there, I think, with pretty much decided. I think I may have said it was the worst one in the series. (laughs) What are you doing? Honestly, God only knows what I'm doing. I don't know. All right, let's say that there's a protest and part two's coming. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, there's part two's coming. Come on, let's go. Part one. Well, that's a more interesting discussion. At least we've got things to talk about. Part one versus part two. <laughs> shit. Talk to me. Whew. I reckon she's a seven-game series. Yeah. There was a stretch where I was a little down on the first one. I, I think when we saw it at the cinema, I started to shift it, shift back more towards the positives of it. Yeah. <laughs> Large slice of bacon. Good slice one. of bacon, yep. I think it's, uh, again, the kills, lives and dies by that, does a good job with them. I still don't love the aspect of... I still don't love the aspect of that you don't really get the opportunity to pick who it is without throwing out fucking theories that are just... Yeah. You know, making up characters that you haven't seen yet. But when Mrs. Voorhees does show up on the scene... I love all that sort of shit. So, yeah, it's a difficult one because I think part two overall is a better movie. Yes. Better final girl. Yes. More tightly written in terms of you've actually got a couple of characters that have fucking relationships with each other other than Steve Christie and his shorts. <laughs> you know that Steve Christie slept with everyone without that fucking camp. So, no, no, I'm giving the money to, to number two. And the reason why I say that is exactly what you just said. It's a little better written. It's Jason. 
Yeah. So we get Jason for the first time. It's a little better paced and better directed, I think. Yeah. I love the idea of Ginny and, you know, the child psychology angle that she was studying and the way that she deals with Jason when she finally comes face-to-face with him. It's one of the better sort of, you know, they kind of really duke it out, which I like. And Ginny is probably uh, right up there as one of the best, if not the best final girl in the Friday series. Yes. I've also and come around to the look of Sackhead. Sackhead Jason. Jason. <laughs> I, I actually think, uh, yeah, I, I'm quite positive on yeah. Sackhead Jason. One there. negative. Rat piss. Yeah. Yeah. But the rat I mean, piss sequence is a strange <laughs> situation. <laughs> that, the rat piss. There's probably a couple of negatives. <laughs> Unless uh, there was a horde of rats. Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, she pisses them. Yeah, there's probably a couple of negatives. I would say um, the, the priest is in both of them. Just fucking stop <laughs> the peer of you, please. Scott, walking around <laughs> with a fucking slingshot. You asshole. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a very tough one for me, but I think I'd have to go for two, basically, because of what we just said. I think Sorry, it's just a tighter package. Sorry, let me just reiterate. You said you gave a part five. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Typo. I did say part five is the best in the series. I mean, seriously, what the fuck are you doing here? We we are just. <laughs> are you saying that we come across as unprofessional and fucking oh, lacking in knowledge? I am, yeah, basically. Ain't fair. <laughs> I'm saying that, you know, the basic the basic preparation required. Don't worry about that. I don't prepare, Jared. I, mean, I don't about prepare. The slash the movie playoffs. I should have looked at this and thought, hang on, what's that doing in here? But of course. You know, no. we didn't have any notes. So <laughs> yeah, it was good to see that you fucking checked <laughs> thoroughly as to what was happening. Uh, well, I'm glad we rectified it before we moved on any further because otherwise the winning participant would have been fucking... Part <laughs> Would have been brushed on a technicality. Yeah, true. Imagine part two. Imagine them getting the communication about the, the league playoffs. <laughs> What? <laughs> Part five? <laughs> we went 62 and 20. <laughs> 30 games ahead of those bozos. <laughs> okay, next round. Scream 2 versus House on Sorority Row. I think that's a pretty much, yeah, it's a fait complete there. Yeah, look, Scream 2 probably could do with a house band that shows up for about, for about 40% of the run time. <laughs> <laughs> four doctors should definitely be in screen <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, House on Sorority Rose a good time. Uh, so look, again, uh, they, they still, stole a game off screen too. Yeah, look, we're still talking about things that happened in that movie and we haven't fucking figured out that. <laughs> yeah. We haven't figured out whether it was two killers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that probably that's probably uh, yeah you're losing games there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you keep switching from fucking boxing one to the to the zone D yeah, without yeah, yeah. discussion. Yeah, no. your starting lineup keeps changing, and we we you haven't communicated it to the league. We don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, so Scream Two gets it done, but Sorority Row scrappy. It, it yeah, it's the kind of film that grabs a game or two off Scream Two. Yeah. Before you go on, can I just check that we're actually talking about House on Sorority Row? We're not talking about Sorority Row. We haven't made any more Because uh... Sorority Row would grab some more games. Yeah, it, it wouldn't win it, but it would go closer then. 
Scream 2, I don't know, I've said this before. I think for a, the early going is excellent. Mm. I think it loses steam, and I think the film is not as good as everyone seems to think. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. It doesn't It doesn't hold up. Well, I think it's it's still pretty good. It's a pretty good movie, and it's probably probably in a different league to oh, yeah, different. Sorority, right? And Scream 2 is more in the, you know, the top tier. Yeah, the top tier sort of stuff. It, Sorority Rose is a scrappy battler, but it's not getting that job done. Yeah. Okay, on to the next one. This is the Battle of the Oldies. Yeah. Battle of the, uh, you know, the veterans. Mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Black Christmas from 74. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 78. Look, I think we've uh, we've made a slight, we've we've got a situation here in the first round where two... Two real contenders are going head to head. Now I haven't seen again, I haven't seen Black Christmas in a few years. I do have the special edition Blu-ray just sitting there waiting to be stuck into the DVD player to have another look, but these two are probably two that could both make some real noise, but they've ended up in the Paired same. Paired up racket. against each other. Yeah. I'm gonna say again, a bit like on the other side of the bracket between Friday Four and Happy Death Day, it's tight all the way. But I think Chainsaw Massacre gets it. Yeah, look. Leatherface is a bit more iconic. The raw sort of grittiness of Chainsaw Massacre out in the yeah, you know, out in the sticks of Texas. Yep. A lot of that shit works. Yep. And Leatherface, the first couple of times we see him, it's genuinely scary. Yep. Uh, and it still is. Yes, I would agree with that. Black Christmas has got its Real moments, like it's got some creepy shit in it as well. Some of those phone calls that are made, and mm-hmm. and, and a couple of the deaths are really cool. Yep. And the ending is cool. Yeah, you know, it, it started that kind of that trend of you know the killers come. We've traced the calls coming from inside the house. It started all that. So it's got a lot to like, and it's a bit disappointing that the two of them had to come head to head. But you know that's the playoffs for you. Yeah. I think I have to give the nod to Texas Chainsaw as well, only because look. I'm a sucker for a for a slasher that shows up in eight more movies or nine <laughs> more movies. Or, but I think you're right. It's something you're not going to get in other ones. Black Christmas might have sort of laid the platform for some of them, but then you get it. And in my opinion, although there 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 is you know some some discussion around this, but in my opinion, you get it better in Halloween. Regardless of who Johnny Carpenter was pinching ideas off, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that. But... Anyone who walked past, <laughs> but so I think it's, uh, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is. It keeps growing on me every time I watch it. It just yeah. grows on me a little more. It's really disorientating and and it puts you in a space where you're really uncomfortable. Yeah, with all facets of it, the fucking characters, the way they're acting, the look of Leatherface, the music, the yeah. fucking the cinematography, and the, the kind of grainy. Grainy look and the the colours that they use, I think it's got the nod in the end. Yeah. As you said, you you pointed out some good stuff about about Black Christmas, but I think uh, those two things that you do get it better down the track, and that, that Texas Chainsaw's got those unique elements to it. I think yeah. it's going to get the nod. Gets the nod definitely. Okay, the last bracket here: Hell Knight from nineteen eighty one up against Halloween H two O. Again, I think Hell Knight's a little bit like Sorority Row, a scrappy sort of fighter. Yep. And I think in this case, takes two games off H2O. Yeah. Goes to six. But H2O's a polished, kind of like Halloween 4, a polished 
well sort of handled reboot of Michael Myers. Yeah, neat little comeback. Yeah. And the fact that Jamie Lee comes back for the first time in since part two and the whole thing about her sort of being damaged, I, I kind of dig that. And, and interestingly enough, and I think we talked about this, is I think H2O does a better job of the damaged Laurie Strode than 2018 does. Yeah. I think there are, mo- there are parts of H2O that work better. Yeah, definitely. I think there's, there's things I enjoy about both of them, but, yeah, H2O, yeah, it's got a pretty high place in my kind of nostalgia lists as well. Hell Night impressed me when we watched it. I really enjoyed it. has a really cool setting. Hmm. The idea, again, of the sort of sorority... Hazing. Hazing idea. The two killers. Although, I believe I mean, there's two the, killers in that. Isn't yeah, it? I mean, we talk about the chat, about what they're putting together for the... I mean, just... just just lower the hazing down a little bit. <laughs> As I said, shit the bag, set it on fire, yeah, yeah. and fucking move on. You know, nudie run across the football field or something like that. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> Take you out, drop you off, make you run nude up to Maccas. That, yeah, that was a standard when I was playing footy. <laughs> I put a few, kids, a few families off there, tuck on one time coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Running into Goldman Maccas. Yeah, I'll have a Big Mac. Oh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I'll have one of those fucking junior burgers. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of junior, junior burgers, there he goes. <laughs> junior burger minus a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, give me a half pickle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> H2O, H2O easily gets it done, but yeah. Hell Knight is a, is a quality older slasher. I, I really do actually like it. And yeah. Hell Knight and Sorority Row are both... Films that impressed me yes. a lot more than I remember them. Yep. Other than two out of three doctors. <laughs> yeah. You guys can fuck right off. <laughs> we paid you. We paid you. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so the Eastern Conference, this is who we've got left Halloween, Urban Legend, Friday 2, Scream 2, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and H2O, Halloween H2O. So we're back over to the Western Conference into the second round of the playoffs. Well, before we get to the second round, just a little little bit of chat. On the side? Yes. I have noticed that you've you brushed Elm Street. I did brush Elm Street. Discussion. Why did we brush I think Elm I brushed Elm Street for the supernatural element. Right. I would have I actually thought of putting Elm Street in. It was a typo I put in Friday Five. <laughs> <laughs> That was supposed to be L3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Prom night. Oh, sorry. That was... <laughs> Bad man. <laughs> I brushed Elm Street because it's supernatural. Okay. Even though I consider it a slasher, and I do consider it a slasher, I just felt that all the other slashers are here in this bracket are all flesh and blood sort of killers, and... They don't rely on supernatural angle. Yeah. So I decided, well, I can't really put Elm Street in there because it's kind of on its own. It's, you know, we're playing basketball. Elm Street's playing fucking bocce ball. <laughs> yeah, it's a different type of game. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's similar elements. <laughs> we're playing AFL. They're playing fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Gaelic football. Gaelic football. <laughs> um, so, was, uh, was there any sort of fringe... Was there any that, that, that were sort of here? Look, I had a couple there that, you know, you would have been fucking livid about. I, I had some of the things like Sleepaway Camp and, and some of that kind well, of... Well, 
I would put Sleepaway Camp in here any day of the week before I put Man Man. <laughs> For one. Look, again. Fuck, we any others you can throw at me? Oh, I, can... I had a couple other Fridays in there. Yeah, right. Friday okay. 8 and some shit like that. Yeah. Which well, wouldn't have gone out of the, That look, stuff wouldn't have gone out of the first round. Sleepaway Camp. The same if it was in the place of Mad Men. Oh, we've got same same thing, thing, but it's a far better film. Yeah, and it does genuinely. The ending of Sleepaway Camp is genuinely haunting when they show her standing sitting with his head, and she's you know obviously got an old fella. Oh, we can always we can always trust you to have a delicate conversation about <laughs> about these topics. <laughs> okay, that wasn't politically correct. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, seriously. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. okay, let's move on to the second round <laughs> before I get myself into trouble. <laughs> okay. I mean, any time I need a nuanced chat about, <laughs> about these. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the nuanced chat to the. The, the frightening ending of sleep waking. <laughs> I will always begin my part of it with he's got an, he's got an old fella. <laughs> oh my god! Yep. Second round. All right, let's get serious. I'm going to the second round. Second round, the eastern, Co- the western conference. Sorry, the burning up against Friday the thirteenth, part six. Friday six gets the gets the money. Yep. It's a little tighter than. The previous round, which was April Fools, yes. which I said was a sweep. The burning gets gets the Friday gets it done in six, and is stretched a little bit there. I would say five. Gets it done in five. Yeah, yeah. I would be fair to Friday six. Friday so. six is excellent. One thing the burning's got the Friday six doesn't is the special effects. And which, George Costanza. Thank you, Stanza, yeah. Who's asking for fucking lubricated rubbers? <laughs> I mean, I still... Or, no, no, sorry, Glazer's asking for lubricated rubbers. I'm still waiting for a Costanza cut where, you know, Cropsy kills someone, you see the fucking blood spurting everyone. Here comes Costanza. We're living in a society! <laughs> Starts carrying on. That's what's missing. I'm rubbing two sticks together. <laughs> yeah, shit like that. Exactly. I want to see that cut too. But without that cut, Six gets it done. Friday 6 is good fun, too. I think that's yeah, I part like Friday of it. 6. What I think people forget about Friday 6 is that it's good fun, it's funny, it's not particularly scary, but Tom McLaughlin understood that Jason couldn't be scary yeah, anymore. but that's the thing. You get all of that that you require. You get the, the gore and the kills. But, yeah, it, as we've kind of said before, by, by that time it was a fucking fool's errand to try to make Jason, <laughs> to try to, to, to try to buy that he's just going to get up again and continue on. Yeah. So he kind of went like a little bit of Frankenstein, a little bit of classic monster, and the humour, for me, it worked a treat. It was just an injection of a little bit of fun and a little bit of life into the series that was fucking coming off part five. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which was also in the bracket. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, can we go back to that? Maybe, you know, I could be turned around on part five if we talk about Demon enough. No, no, I um, could be what? turned around on part five if you're giving me the black <laughs> oh, no! and then having his yeah, fucking yeah. head pummeled with an axe. 
and he's still coked and shit. I mean, those I boys, believe he was coked up in real life too, if I'm not mistaken. No, I believe he said he wasn't. Bullshit. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he said that everyone... A. What up? <laughs> I think the director just asked you to casually drive in and say, you ready to go? <laughs> Lada, are you ready to go? <laughs> you, of course, went action. Charged in going, Lada! And I believe he was sort of... I believe he says in the documentary that, A, he wasn't on cocaine. <laughs> everyone else was. <laughs> <laughs> Likely story. Yeah, yeah. Put everyone under the bus, <laughs> why don't you? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, but secondly, he said, I ad-libbed all that shit in the car. Yeah, because you were fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know, to give Daddy Steinman some credit, he was probably there going... Do it on what's on the page. Yeah, because I was fucking laser focused. That's right. I was just in that entire period where we shot that. I wrote three scripts <laughs> and set up my next four jobs. <laughs> yeah. So Friday he gets the money there and he's into the the conference final. Yes. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Next one's Bloody Valentine versus Friday Four. Now, this mm. is a real fucking battle of the This is boys. a fucking barn burner. This- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just excited about <laughs> the prospects of these oh, two. These, Goliaths this going is, this is two of the best teams in the comp. Banging bodies in the paint. This is going all the way to seven. Both of these movies have so much to like about them. Uh, and I agree with you, Friday 4 is that perfect kind of mixture of everything that these movies were. So in 1984, they kind of had distilled the, the slasher movie down to the absolute base element, and that was what Friday 4 was. Mm. But it's also better directed, better acted than most of the others. And a big tick for 4 is Jason is genuinely scary. Like, there is yeah. something really menacing about that portrayal. Uh, and he's shot a lot in darkness and stuff, and he's not around that much. And it, it really builds this sense of dread that where is he? You know, when is he going to come out? The counter, Bloody Valentine is genuinely one of those slashers that I always go back to. Like, when I'm looking for a slasher and I just want to have some fun, Bloody Valentine is always the one I go for. Mm. And it has so much going for it. I love the small town vibe. I love the fact that it's not teens. It's working stiffs in their 20s. You know, I like that. It's different. Yep. And the minor is a fantastic look Mm -hmm. for a killer. This one's tough, Jared. It is. And I'm going to, me personally, Friday gets it done. Yeah, I'm leaning in the same same direction. And I hate to say that because I love my bloody Valentine. Yeah, so do I. And I think it just goes back to the the classic sort of elements, right? The, the, that Crystal Lake setting, the Jason, as you've already pointed out. Although my bloody Valentine does some things really well, I still, there's a couple of cheesier elements that, look, Fridays are always got as we sort of get further away from them. But they're kind of stripped away in full. But in part four, yeah, they are stripped back a little bit and we're more focused on on some of the the relationships. I don't don't believe we're as laser-focused. Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover 
comes off the bench <laughs> and just goes berserk for a couple of games. <laughs> like a six-man of the year yeah. performance. He's come off the bench for a couple of, you know, in games two and three for a couple of... He uses those halting stutter steps and <laughs> yeah. he dances his way to the ring, as they say. Yeah. Correct. There are just those little bits that make Friday part four just just edges My Bloody Valentine. Which, yeah. I, again, as I said, I hate to say it because I love My Bloody Valentine. Yes, I think you are correct, though. It's just... Uh... It's just on points. It's it's probably even an you know could even game seven could even go to overtime. It could. It's a real. It's well, a real... I could go to OT, but then Glover off the bench, <laughs> all these steps to the ring goes like this. Yeah. Does a bit of this sort of bullshit. Yeah. And gets gets the buck. Gets the job done. Okay. The final second round of the playoffs, Western Conference: Scream versus Halloween Four. Scream's never had it this easy. I mean, it will all fucking us through this lot. And, yeah, again, Halloween 4 is good fun and it's enjoyable, but, fuck, it's up against way, a way better, yeah. a far superior outfit. And it's going to one of the films where people would say this genre was starting to get stale and where we're repeating things over and over yeah. against the one that fucking Changed asked it. a little more, asked for a little more out of horror in general. So yeah, it's you're probably right. It doesn't. It's not a long series. Yeah. Okay. So the the end of the end of the second round has us in the conference finals and the Western Conference finals. Friday six, Friday four, and Scream is who who is left. Right. Right. So what we're going to do is we've got three on the other side. Then we're going to mix them up. Okay. Again. Is this your fucking shambles planning again? That you <laughs> up with three conference no, I, It's a slight shambolic moment. <laughs> but I, all I needed was six teams. I just needed six teams. You couldn't fucking dig out I know, a few but more movies and get Jared, it. Jared, I could have. I could have. This is not how but I bracket I would have had to spend fucking time this morning. I had no notes. This I, shit was big. This was three years old. I can ask him. Talk about dusting off scripts. I, look, it's a simple concept. A bracket requires that yes. you go to the end of the bracket. Yeah, I know, but I just split them in half. We needed yeah. two lots, and now right. we get six teams at the end. Then we're going to re, we'll re put them against each other. Yeah, but then we get fucking three left over. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll work that out when it comes. <laughs> Fucking hell! Nobody looked at this, Jared. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I just assumed. I just form. Oh fuck! We're in trouble. A neat fourteen bracket at the end. We better whip. Look, prize of the finals. We might whip a quick play-in tournament. Yeah, yeah, we better. Okay, just stop. <laughs> just stop for a second because we're gonna have to cut all that out because we're looking like fucking idiots. <laughs> Shit. But this was whipped together on the fly, Jared. Yes, I get that. I it was get whipped that. together on the fly. Oh, I don't know. You must. Have, I don't know where you got that bracket. <laughs> I don't know where I got it. Maybe I fucked around with it. I can't remember. Yeah. Again, it was a while ago. But okay, we've got we've got three in the Western Conference, and as Jared has pointed out, we need four. We're going to do a play-in tournament. Yes. Yeah. Come final. Wild card. So wild cards will be in. That's where we'll dredge up the others, and we'll give some. 
Cops and so yeah. Friday Five might make an appearance in the squad. And look, I apologise for our unprofessionalism, but fuck, this thing is three years old. I, yeah. I just dusted it off and we got it. What got going? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Fair over enough. to the other conference, the Eastern Conference. Halloween versus Urban Legend. Halloween easily gets it done. Does Urban Legend get a game? Pull a game out of it? No, no. It's 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 going against. Like we said, it's 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 going against. It's, it's going against the ninety-seven Bulls. Teams, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> you're getting your ass kicked there. Basically, so Halloween streaks into the next round. Yes. Friday two versus Scream two. Mm. This is a little tighter. It is. Again, it's a close one. I personally will lean towards Scream 2 myself. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think Friday 2's got a lot to like. It's just a little less... Like, Scream 2's a much better product. It's a pl- more better plotted product. It's, yep. it's more... More um, cash. More yeah, yeah, it feels better. I think the, the big things for me are, going back to Scream 2 recently, aside from the fucking the, the toilet stall, that opening scene, fucking excellent. Yeah. The shock, the Randy, offing Randy, yeah. real shock. And I've come around to the ending over the years. Yes, yes. And the ending does hold up much better now than it so used to. So I think, uh, you know, a little bit of Timoth- Timothy Oliphant ham goes a long way. Maybe not so much for you down the stretch. <laughs> He's a bit overboard, but it's yeah. okay. Look, it's okay. Friday 2 probably did better than it. Expected, yeah. Because coming into this bracket, you're having much more problems against you're against much more stacked lineups. Yes, and and correct. It just doesn't quite have the firepower. That's right. It's pinched a couple of games. Yeah, probably goes. I mean, it's probably gone six. Okay. The scream two through with Halloween, and then the last one's Texas Chainsaw versus H two O. Ooh. For me personally, the veteran gets the job done. Yeah. I, I was going to say, like, as much as I do love Halloween H2O, I don't think I could mount an argument as to the sort of the cultural relevance and whatnot no. against Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. And, you know, I've been vocal that Leatherface is not one of my favourites and there's some real stinkers in that series. Yeah. And when it's bad, it's... It's, it's really bad. Really bad. But when it's but good, the first, one the first one is really good. Is, is yeah, excellent. And, look... H2O came out of the blocks and won game one. But, yeah. Once TCM settled in. Settled and found the, you know, found the rhythm, it, it takes it out. Gentleman's sweep. Gentleman's sweep, yeah. Look, and so now we're down to six teams with a play-head tournament to come. <laughs> <laughs> Again, um, something went wrong with the uh, bracketing situation. Honestly, the commissioner's been fucking fired. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. He's been fired. He's look. He's he's a bit upset. There's articles on Bleacher Report calling so, for his head. Yeah, he's upset by the way this was handled. <laughs> but look, th- these are the six teams still in: Friday six, Friday four, Scream, Scream two, Halloween, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We'll have a play-in tournament to get the other t- other f- two teams, and then we'll play them off in the next in a next in another episode for mm. finals glory. Okay, that's where we can roll out some wild cards. Mm. Okay, some interesting choices there. Correct. Which are, now that I think about Friday it, Friday five. <laughs> now that I think about it, the playing tournament's a good idea. 
because we can pull out some shit that we didn't have yeah. and and give some underdogs a shot. And they can leapfrog two rounds worth of better pictures. No, I've got, an, I've got a better idea, Jared. I've got a better idea. Well, we can put some... No, some... I'm going to put this to you. Bloody Valentine slides into that eight. Well, I think we take a couple of those ones... One from each side of the conference. Black Christmas against and a Bloody Valentine. Yeah, and then we put them and against then we two put them against a couple of. Okay, couple so, of so let's put it this contenders. way. The, the playing tournament, tournament. playing tournament, you play the first game, winner goes through to play the. Yeah. Playing tournament will be between, on the Western Conference side, My Bloody Valentine and To Be Announced. Yep. And then on the Eastern Conference side, the playing tournament will be Black Christmas To Be Announced. I think that's fair. Yes. And I'm fucking, I'm super happy because Bloody Valentine's back in the mix. This was your plan all along. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I had not planned for this. <laughs> As you can tell. You, you, quickly looked, you quickly looked at your bracket this afternoon and said, oh, shit, I think Bloody Valentine's not going to get through, so I better just yeah. wipe, out. wipe out one whole fucking <laughs> section <laughs> and let's move on. All right, that's the that's the first round of the playoffs. That's the, the, the we, we got to the conference finals. Yep. We've got, you know, we will have eight teams to play it off in the next episode, which will be about the, the, the slasher movie finals. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.